stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 13. I'm Tawny Santabria. And I'm JDK Winnikin. We are here to debunk the junk. How are you doing today? Um, I'm good. You know, I was just thinking I never get tired of that music. I love that music. I know. It sets the tone perfectly for being in here at least. Yes. <laughs> Might be a little hard for those listening on 1069 Warm at 5 a.m. Um, I've, I've done that myself. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But nevertheless, if you are one of those early morning listeners, uh, mm-hmm. thank you for doing so and good morning to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, if you're catching us on one of your favorite podcast platforms or on our YouTube uh, channel, at Breaking Up with RBS. Uh, welcome to you as well. Uh, thanks for uh, coming back in to spend some time with us. And um, last week was really was really fun. We ended up talking about parenting mm-hmm. or yes. started that process. Yes. And uh, and then decided we wanted to keep going with that. And it's... It's, it's rich, rich with BS stories. It is rich with BS <laughs> stories. And, you know, and, and I w- <laughs> wanted to mention to listeners, you know, Every part of our life is fertile ground for storytelling. We, it, it can be, and as we've talked in other episodes, the big stories tend to be the ones that can really dominate our emotional states. But even little stories around little things can have a cascading effect. So you mentioned last time, I think really astutely, that like the most important thing we can really do is recognize the stories when we see them. Yes. You know, yeah. or when, or maybe by extension, when if we're aware of stories, we can help other people. Mm-hmm. You know, our friends and our loved ones see those stories and it, and it just helps us all kind of get back to where we need to be. And that is in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, but parenting yeah. kind of became the one because it's such a big deal and there's so wow. many stories. So, um, yeah. yeah. So now I'm not a parent myself, but you are. I am a parent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I lived through. It's another story. You lived through. I lived through it. They're adults now. I feel pretty proud of myself. Do you get? Do you get a ribbon or a trophy? I wish. I wish. Um, but you know, I don't know of any. Um, but yeah, it, okay. it's it's a lot. I it, would. Think. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lifetime of a lot, right? Because it doesn't really stop, right? Yeah. I mean, your kids are grown, but yes, you don't you don't stop worrying about them, or you don't stop thinking about thinking them about them or making right. up stories right. about them things right. like that right mm-hmm. cuz we don't ever like how how do we learn to be parents <laughs> well i mean the initial thing is we probably are on experience right, right. Is, is where we start so learning on the job on the job but we learn as when we're kids growing up and we're still learning and everything else so that's not going to be a complete lesson obviously Right, because we're learning from a child perspective, right, or young a young person perspective, mm-hmm. or a teenage perspective, which yeah. is crazy, right? Like that's we don't have our wits about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's but, too many things going on as a teenager there's, to, there's to, to, to be able to there's, pay attention to that, right? But, so we're not really learning parenting, not really. We're sort of watching two people who didn't learn it either, right? Do parenting, right? And if <laughs> right, and if you add in like some of the stuff we talked about last time perfectionism or things we've talked about previous episodes that things should go a certain way, right? A family should look this way or Mm -hmm. my children should be at this point with this by this point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it means this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. I've talked about minefields of stories that 
minefield doesn't even begin to describe what parenting must be like as far as that's concerned. No. Yeah. I mean, right. Like in every stage and phase is a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? When baby comes home and you're brand new parents, you have all these sort of visions and ideas about what, you know, future life is going to look like mm-hmm. and, and how things will be not present. Right. Right. But, yeah. but we have these, these things happen. And the, so the stories are already starting mm-hmm. then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which, which doesn't necessarily, those types of things don't necessarily come from a, a bad place. Right. I mean, you're hoping you want the best for. Yes. You know. I, I, I don't know if any of the stories really come from a bad place. That's a good point. Right. The stories come up and in the background, most parents are just trying to be the best parent they can be. That's way in the background. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so how do we bring that forward? Right. Oftentimes just a lot of stories attached to yeah. what it means to be a perfect parent, right. the right parent, do the right thing, mm-hmm. be the right parents together. If we're parents together, okay. or the opposite, yeah, right, right. Or so, um, right. so how what does that look like? Because um, mm. then there's another person involved. It's right. not just ourself as a parent; mm-hmm. it's our team as parents. <laughs> that and that's got its own relationship dynamic. That has its own yeah. BS stories. Who school. you should be, and how, yeah. right then and how school. they should, how our kids should do in school and sports. And activities. sports, yes. Man. And what kind of friend our kids should be. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, are the, what are the dangers threatening them in society or possibilities? Mm-hmm. What cow. sort of profession <sighs> they might go into. You know, Will they be happy? Will they be able to take oh, care of themselves? Yeah, the happy thing again. I <laughs> love the happy thing. But like, <laughs> like... There's just this pressure that we put on ourselves as parents that it's mm-hmm. sort of like my responsibility. I decided to have these kids. I decided to have these kids. <laughs> so my responsibility is to make sure they are happy. <laughs> right? Like, ooh. And, and they're a human being that's going to have a lot of different emotions. Right. And different ideas. Different ideas. And yeah. different plans and, and different yes. different frameworks, different experiences. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it to me, one of the, you know, I, I have a niece and nephew who are, who are both pretty grown by this point. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I know I talked about with my sister and brother-in-law a lot was just the, the differences they faced like in school with something like something like bullying. You know, bullying was always on everybody's radar, I, guess, I think, to every kid and every teenager. But the idea that you can be bullied online didn't exist for us. So you, you went to school and you dealt with it at school, and then chances are when you came home you wouldn't have to deal with it. It's a whole different experience that kids have today. So how does one with a certain set of experiences when time passes by and kids are getting more, it's got to be really tough. And I know that that's, that's something that, that parents talk a lot about mm-hmm. is how to relate and then how to protect. Right. How to be a parent or am I a friend or, and comparing, we, we do this as parents too. I did this, you know, like, well, when I was that age, you know, we thought about it this way, mm. or we did this, or I just knew, or I would never talk to my parents <laughs> the way. <laughs> and some of that's true. Like, some of it can be true. It's true, true sure. it, right? Sure. But, it, but all of these are stories that take us out of what's actually happening or could be happening right, right now. 
with that, with ourselves and with, with the child. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, and then it seems to me like when I was thinking about this during the week when we decided we were going to talk about this, I was thinking about my own experience as an educator with, mm-hmm. with various types of parents. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I don't even know what all the different parenting styles or techniques or what all the terms are for them. Mm-hmm. I've just met a lot of different kinds of parents. And um, you're right, on the most basic level, like they seem to want what's best for their kids, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if there's severe problems in the family, maybe not. But for the most part, I always had parents that deep down wanted the best for their kids, but I had ones who were just so, like the helicopter parents, right? Mm-hmm. Or even worse. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what's worse than that, but... Mm-hmm. The ones that are very controlling, the ones that are very want to have. I mean, I was teaching college, so I couldn't share very much. Mm-hmm. Kids are 18, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, ma'am, I can't share with you yep. what's happening there. And I got yelled at a few times, Yeah. you know, for those things. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and I've also, and I've also been told, you know, that, that, uh, that because I don't have kids, you know, I didn't necessarily understand Mm-hmm. All those things. And I, and I get that. That's probably mm-hmm. true on, on some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, um, I've been around them a lot and I've got a lot of friends and family that are, that are parents. And it's the, the, I see the stories yeah. that people can tell. And, and in doing this work with you the last couple of years, it does provide a different set of lenses mm-hmm. to be looking at all the things around me and my friends and family and, and how they do things mm-hmm. just to notice Mm-hmm. what those things are. And the good news is, is everything that we've been talking about is really helpful for parenting Yes, as well. Yes. You said what's best for kids. Mm. And that's a story in and of itself because mm. I think what, if we, if we go by what's best for kids, does that mean that I'm thinking about on a, you know, how to be a parent to this particular child? Right. Right. What's best for kids. We all have our own stories. Um, I have a different thought about what's best for kids than other people. Mm -hmm. Not just me. Other people have other thoughts about that, too. But I've been in conversation before with people um, at a school setting about what's best for kids. And we're talking about a lot of just very different things. (laughs) In any, in any in many different areas. Yeah, yeah, what's best for kids, right? Right, and so that's the other part. Is I think that in and of itself, if we put that kind of requirement on ourselves, oh man, yeah, what's best for kids? That's generally my, speaking, like a blanket right, statement. Right, okay. right, right. That can be really tricky, right? Because that's not a present state. If if we're a parent of this particular child. Staying in connection with this particular child, no matter what, mm. like in connection, not, not, ne- that doesn't mean we have to helicopter. Right. Because that's protection. Yeah. That's okay. I'll just, Overprotection. yeah, I'll just do this for you because yeah. then you'll have all the things I want for you. Which is really about them. It's really about them. Because they don't want to worry about them. Yeah. Or it's a validation for them. Or or their story just is, is that, mm-hmm. you know, my parents weren't able to do much for me when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do all that I can yep. for my kids. Mm-hmm. But then that creates its own set of right. difficulties. Everything other than empowering them to take care of themselves and find their own path. Everything other than that. <laughs> right. I'll do everything 
Um, except for that, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So our stories drive yeah. our experiences of being a parent. Yeah. And when we're exhausted and depleted because of the store, in part, the stories we're creating and sticking to, mm-hmm. then we're not really going to be able to be in connection with our kids or in, you know, do what's best for yeah. them anyway, because we've depleted and exhausted ourselves. Yeah. And then it would seem to me that just then, if, if you're in that state, all the things that normally bedevil us as human beings that we've talked about before, looking at externals mm-hmm. for trust, for validation, you can start doing that with your kids. Like, does my child fit in? Mm-hmm. No, my child needs to be doing these activities or needs to be doing this or needs to go to this school or you know, needs to get this type of job so that they can make enough money and, mm-hmm. and be okay. Mm-hmm. That's where all those things start to come in. And boy, those are, those are all areas that we hear all the time are just rife with problems. Yeah. And, and what we're doing then is stressing out our kids, <laughs> you know, the athletic piece, right? So at least up until COVID and then COVID's kind of shifted some things mm-hmm. a little bit, but at least up until then, see a lot of parents who would start kids out in sports really young because yeah. if they didn't start out really young, then they wouldn't be have the skill set to play in you know middle school and, and high school or, or play mm-hmm. more competitively. Mm-hmm. And so then kids would have, you know, six, seven, eight-year-olds might have be, might be doing two different sports at once. Yeah. Um, that's pretty stressful. And then I would see a lot of kids, enough kids, who would have been doing a sport for a pretty long time, and then high school would hit tenth grade or eleventh grade. They're like, "I'm done." Yeah, I'm done. I've I, like I've, I'm retiring. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. Oh, I, that happened to me. That happened to me. I uh, when I was younger, I loved baseball and soccer. Those are the ones I liked the most. Those are the ones I, I feel like I was best at. And I didn't play them in high school. I played basketball in high school, um, and. And I liked playing basketball until I did two years of high school basketball where they turned it into what felt more like a job mm-hmm. than anything that was really fun. You know, there was, there was something lost there. And, I, and I, had, I had good coaches and all that, but it was more about what I knew was coming. Mm-hmm. Every step that I took up towards the varsity level got more and more intense. Mm-hmm. And more and more coaches were yelling a lot more and angry a lot more. And, and I wasn't used to that. You know, I, I was so fortunate that I had coaches in those sports and soccer and, and baseball growing up who were just really great coaches mm-hmm. and liked to have fun and reminded us it was supposed to be fun. And, and you could do your best and push yourself because you could, you could f- discover more about yourself. You could find inner strength. You could, you could always have fun. As soon as that changed, I was done. Now, thankfully, my parents didn't fight me on that. Mm-hmm. They were like, yep, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not having fun, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, kind of wish I would have played soccer instead. I think I might not have had the same experience then, but nevertheless, I've been there. Yeah. But I've also seen people, I've had friends who had, have had children quit sports and it was a shock to the system Mm -hmm. for the parents. Well, because there's the story of what sports is going to offer. Right. And if my child doesn't partake in sports, then they're not going to get the... Right. All of the skills Sacrifice. that right. we can only get from sports. <laughs> sports. <laughs> wow. 
You can see it on the feed, but her eye roll was absolutely fantastic. We, that can, was, we can get it other places. But, yeah. but if we are enjoying sports and if we like right. sports and right. we want yes. to participate in sports, mm-hmm. yes, fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Have at it. Yeah. Um, but the stories we make up about what's possible and what's not possible with this opportunity or that opportunity or this behavior characteristic or this mm-hmm. habitual pattern or whatever it is that we are telling ourselves. Yeah. Um, we, we take the play and the fun out of childhood we can. if we're not careful. Yeah. And, and then it seems sometimes, and you, I mean, this, this gets, you see it in movies and things like that too, that, that a child instead finds something else and there's tension over it maybe in the house because it doesn't quite fit with mm-hmm. a parent's image yeah. or maybe they're worried about the child being treated differently, like they're going to join the chess club as opposed to mm-hmm. the football team. Yep. Yep. What's that going to mean? Yeah. Parents get really concerned about stigmas, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things, which are a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get all that. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that, that then if you're focused on all those things and, we're, and you're not present, you might miss the signs of what, might actually give all those things mm-hmm. that's not sports right. something that that child is interested in moving forward unique to them yes right and then yes. it sounds like what you're saying is the focus rather than on what's good for kids in general even though those are probably worthwhile things to discuss the focus of an individual parent should be on the individual kid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and if we can trust ourselves more as parents we don't have to be perfect parents mm-hmm. we don't have to be um you know, driving home this perfection, do it the best every single time mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, if we are able to just stay in connection with our kids, we're going to learn a whole lot more. And we're still going to have some kind of reachability yeah. when they're teenagers. Yeah. And that's probably really important. Yeah. Right now, especially. Right now, especially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it just gets me thinking about the, the things that, that I know I've seen parents really harp on now from education. Of course, it's usually grades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The importance of grades. And boy, some of the storytelling, my child needs to do well on this paper in your class. Cause if they don't do well on this paper in this class, they're not going to do well in this class. And if they don't do well in this class, they're not going to do well in this semester. Their GPA will drop. If they don't do this well in this semester, it'll drop their overall GPA. And if they don't, if their overall GPA drops, they're not going to be as competitive for whatever might be next, graduate school or a job or, or whatever. And suddenly it has spun, and it's not just in college. I've seen people do it and they're worried about their, you know, how their kid's doing in a, on a fifth grade history assignment for the same reason. Suddenly the catastrophizing yeah. of if my kid doesn't nail this down now, it means he or she is not going to be able to do this later. Mm-hmm. Even if it seems to me, I'm wondering what you think of this. It seems to me that even if you're not saying that outright to your child, they're able to pick up on that energy yeah. that that's where this is going. If you don't do this this way, you're not setting yourself up for something later on. Mm-hmm. That, that to me, and I, I have felt that way before in my own life, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it was from a, you know, an understandable desire by my parents to see me do well in school and have options and have possibilities. Right. And so I get that now (laughs) as a grown adult at the time it was like, Oh my God, I'll be all right. Yes. (laughs) 
I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Just relax a little. Mm-hmm. I'll be all right. This I don't like this as much, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm not do I'm not really into this right now. That's all this means. It's it seems to me it would be really easy as a parent to take one thing mm-hmm. and turn it into something much bigger with multiple layers and multiple consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as we, no parent really wants to get it wrong. Sure. Right. And, and we're coming into this without a whole lot. Uh, we don't have a rule book. Right. We, we didn't, we didn't even learn anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's books out there that'll tell you the right way to do things. <laughs> and and sometimes that magically works, and you're like, wow, okay, look sure, at, look sure. At, look at me, I'm doing such a good job. I did this one thing, and then it's happening. And look at that, wow, okay, bum, bum, bum. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like I've tried everything in the books, mm-hmm. nothing's working. Yeah, right. And so scary for people. Yeah, scary, very scary. scary for people. I mean, I think that parents, I mean, that see that as probably one of the most important jobs they're ever, if not the most important job that they're going to do. Yeah, in their lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And so they want to get it right. But all of the stories about how you're supposed to get it right don't help us. No. And then, of course, you can do all the same things we've been talking about for weeks now. You can compare yourself to others as a parent, compare your kids to others, compare their circumstances to others, right? Comparing your insides, how you feel about it to other people's outsides, mm-hmm. you know, and social media doesn't help. That's right? a whole nother layer. Because <laughs> it's it's like the rosiest mm-hmm. of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Out there. Mm-hmm. And so if you're having a difficult time and everybody on your you know, on your friends list is seemingly putting out all the really rosy stuff, yes. you're wondering if you missed the memo on how to be a good parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, it yeah. just cuts yeah. to the core of who we are as people. Yes. And then what you were talking about last time about how we can sort of get into our groups and support each other. Quotes, yeah. Right. And validate these these parenting stories. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes doesn't necessarily help or yeah. or help us to see right. that wow that's a, just a story that you don't have to hang on to. Yeah, there's a lot of stress and pressure around this right now. Mm-hmm. And look, and then when you look back as a parent, you go through you know the different phases and stages of life. And and then you look back into what you thought was a huge problem in fourth grade. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This situation that's happening in mm-hmm. fourth grade as we're trying to, you know, have a little bit more homework maybe. You know, fourth grade is one of those grades where yeah. things start to change a little bit. Yeah. It's less yeah. about fun. And, and yeah. yeah. And, and so if we don't get this in fourth grade, like what we're not going to be able to do the rest of this whole school thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, and maybe it's not required to have that story or stress in to that degree because, you know, all the parents that made it through the, yeah. with their child in fourth grade, they look back at eighth grade and for the most part, well, they don't even remember fourth grade. Right. And, and something you might not be interested in or be as good at in fourth grade, you might find your traction in eighth grade. Yes. You know, with mm-hmm. a good teacher. You know, uh, I mean, that, that happened with me. I, I did not do well in any science. There were so many details, so many things I had to remember. I struggled with that. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in high school, when I took an earth science class, mm-hmm. I realized I really liked earth science, volcanoes and mm-hmm. uh, earthquakes, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff I could connect with. And then I got really interested in astronomy and how all that stuff worked. I never would have been, I wasn't able to grasp that, mm-hmm. you know, in fourth grade. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we can, we can get caught up in the, 
-hmm. the shoulds. Yes. Should know this by now or these these types mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the limited time we have left, I mean, obviously yes. we're going to, we're not going to stay with just this episode, right? About parent, parenting. Right. We've, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Yes. Okay. We want, we're looking for parents. Yes. 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 We'd like to, we'd like to hear from some parents on this because there's a lot of them out there. There are a lot. <laughs> they seem to be everywhere. <laughs> and, um, and certainly we're talking in, in, you know, a lot of different issues. We're just kind of popcorning these things. And again, just stay with us. We're just coming from curiosity and wondering, mm -hmm. we'd like to hear from some parents and maybe mm -hmm. share some stories that you've got. And maybe we can get some specific ones that we can, yes. can take a look at if any of you are willing to, to mm -hmm. step up and do that. And, and, mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Whether the stories are, Sort of like not parenting the way your your parents parented, right? Right, and right. And, and and sort of battling with all of those stories, yeah. that you had growing up as it, as a kid, right? Um, or the stories are related to um, single parenthood, sure. Right, we can get a we have a lot of stories about that oh, as far right as how, how good of a parent we can be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so yeah, I think this is good. I think the more. To start and start talking about these things like parenting and other specifics, I think seems like the natural place to go next. So mm -hmm. that's great. So we'd love to hear from you in the meantime. And if you're interested in sharing a story or coming on the show, we can arrange that. Um, you can reach out to us at our Facebook page, uh, our Facebook group, which you can join. Just look for Breaking Up With Our BS, spell out the word. Uh, you can find us there. You can also email us at booobthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, certainly you can leave comments on YouTube, whatever you like. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to chat with you and, and talk about these stories on the air. So mm -hmm. uh, between now and next time, what would you like people to be doing just besides that, bringing up stories? Well, we'd love to hear the stories. So please bring up the stories. Like I, you, there's so many different ways to contact us. Um, and, but, but the noticing, I know I go back to the noticing every episode. It's key. But it is key. If we don't notice we're in the story, we don't even notice often. We don't even know that there's a choice. And so we've got to notice. Yeah. All right. Well, Okay, so next time we'll have more on this. Uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Mm -hmm. I am J.D.K. Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. All right. How you all feel tonight? Stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live ones too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a sudden harmful habit. Stop it now, I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's again, Johnny? Yeah. I'm in my groove. Here we go. Break a friend.